Oh, that, that was the most good. fun one we have ever had. <laughs> Welcome back to the Drunken Nerd Podcast, where we love our uh, whiskey like we love our John Favreau. We'll say, <laughs> for this yeah, one. he's pretty prevalent. Yeah, uh, my name is Carl, and with me is the co-host, the shipper. We're done with the puns. I ran out. <laughs> I've got nothing else. I have no excuses. I'm over it. It was a good 20-some episode run. We made it a good bit. There it is. Uh, how are you doing this week? Not bad. You? Yeah, not too bad. Just grinding away at The Witcher 3. How I, many hours are you having in that game? I don't know. It's over 100. Um... I accidentally started the first the expansion game over again? pack. No, I started the first expansion pack mission. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the first expansion pack mission, he gets this like shit tattooed on his face so that he remembers that he made a deal with the guy. Uh-huh. And I hate the look of it. So now I have to do the entire expansion pack before I can get back to the main game because that's the only way to get it off your face. So if you go back to like the main game, it's still on your face. Yeah, until and, you and characters like, "What the hell's wrong with your face?" And I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> really? That's yeah. that's kind of funny. So that, I'm, that's good on the, good on them for doing that though. Yeah. Uh, C, Project CD Red, um, or CG, CD Project. Anyways, Project Red. We'll say <laughs> sure somewhere in there. But to make that, you know, this the expansion came out well after the main game mm-hmm. obviously came out, but to put that in there as a as a thing, that, yeah, that's. It's funny. So, but they're known for the like when they do updates and stuff, not actually like fixing anything, or they'll just like yep. roll things into it to make because I the still game get funny. stuck in shallow puddles that I can't jump. Oh, absolutely, out of, and the game is five years old. Well, I told you about this forever. You know, when you start playing, but the the cow god. Yeah, it's actually I I went back and I did that. Uh huh. It's a chort, which is a one of the enemies that are in the game. Yeah. But they're a high high level enemy, so you're level one. Just killing cows for the hides, and then they summon a level twenty-six chort, yeah. which is this giant pig demon, essentially. But anyway, as a no, basically there was a at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. There's a, a starting town, and there's just a field of cows. You kill the cows, and you loot them for the hides, and the hides sell for like ten silver each or something like that. They sell high for early for game. first level, yeah. yeah. And there's a bunch of like mid-level armor right there at the beginning that you can buy once you have the money. If you have, yeah. So people were doing that. So instead of making it so those, you you know, instead of and the way that people were exploiting this was like they would rest for like a day, and the an cows hour. would. If you rest, oh, for it was an hour. hour it, it was an hour. They okay. all spawn again. Yeah, and all the cows came back, so they would slaughter them again. They would just make money this way. So it's, I think it's CD, CD Project Red. So instead of like nerfing that, so the cows just don't respawn or anything like that, they instead made it so that if you did that too many times mm-hmm. this giant monster that's level 26 yeah. appears and you're level one two or three and it only attacks you it doesn't attack the town yeah it, and you can't i've seen it where you can actually draw it over to like the guard tower that's across mm-hmm. the river right there and the guards will help you kill it right but that's about it yeah. <laughs> so and then it's there until you you're it's, you don't kill it or you kill it yeah but every time you come back it will attack you yeah and they will chase you through town. <laughs> but it's it's so great that like they didn't ju- they could have made cow hides worth less, or they yeah. could have made it so that the cows don't respawn. Yep. No, they do it so you can do that three times. Yep. The fourth time you rest, a giant short appears and just murders you immediately. Yep. <laughs> it's genius. It, yeah, it, it, and they do stuff like that all the time. I love the the game's outstanding. Yeah. It's. I need to get back into it. I'm third fin- best game I've played this year. 
I'm gonna go with third best game of the year uh, that I've played this year. So obviously, the game <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Behind uh, God of War and again, not a game that came out this year. Nope. <laughs> Carl's. Final Fantasy VII remake that came out this that year. That did. What? When did the Spider-Man game come out? Two, three years ago. All right, those are my top four of the year. <laughs> <laughs> of your year. <laughs> yeah. We can actually stack them. Witcher 3 came out four years ago. Spider-Man three years ago. God of War two years ago. <laughs> Final Fantasy this year. Carl's a busy this year. I just got a PlayStation this year. So PlayStation I'm, 4. I'm finally... Even PlayStation 5 just came out. <laughs> yeah. Gonna no get one, one eventually. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I'm not gonna get both this time. Just the PlayStation. It's got that Harry Potter exclusive. It does. God of War Ragnarok. Yep. PlayStation t- tends to have more exclusivity mm-hmm. in games than Xbox. Although Xbox is threatening to make the new Elder Scrolls and the new Fallout exclusive. I mean, you could... Oh, I was going to say you could do that, but they, Bethesda won't, but they bought so Bethesda, <laughs> yeah. so they could. Yeah. I mean, why not? PlayStation makes games exclusive. It mm-hmm. was it was a time that Xbox did. I mean, like all the Gear, Gear War series. Gears of War, Halo. Halos. All those were exclusives, and they knew it. And, they still are, but yeah. they're just they don't have the like the the power that they once did. Like yeah. Halo revolutionized everything yep. and then never evolved itself. Yep. It just stayed exactly. Halo the same. was like the the quintessential multiplayer, like everybody play. Like if everybody thinks mm-hmm. multiplayer, you think you know split screen. I'm playing you know Golden uh, Golden That's what I'm gonna say. That was like the first multiplayer game that people like played heavily yeah I mean there's obviously before then there's multiplayer games but um, Halo was the first one that was like online yeah you could play 16 on although a lot of people don't bring up SOCOM 2 US Navy SEALs oh that's a, a, a one year yeah that was for PlayStation 2 that came yeah. out around the same time and that was the same basic it was revolutionary but nobody talks about it because the game was actually terrible yeah Halo was a good game also, uh, PlayStation's online connection was junk yeah. at the time, too. Xbox made a much better online yeah. connection because it was owned by Microsoft. PlayStation also had to buy the, the connector, the connector yep, and the screw router. it into the back of the PS2. Yep. I remember having to do that. Xbox was the first one that had just the Ethernet cable built into it, and you just yeah. plugged in. Actually, the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, they did the that, too. Half, the previous generation yeah. game. But that like, was a good system. It just didn't... It, it was, was ahead, ahead of, its, of time. its time. Way ahead of its yeah. time. It made so many good moves, and the graphics weren't bad. It's just it didn't have the support that it needed. Like it, The exclusives were Sonic the Hedgehog, which nobody cared about at the time. Nope. Then like Space Channel 5, which mm-hmm. was a dancing memory game, and Choo Choo Rocket, where you were a cat trying to stop the mice, or you were a mouse trying to escape the cat. I can't remember. Do you remember the um, Fish Evolution game? Fish Evolution? Yeah, there was a, a game... And I don't know if my brothers will remember this, but I kind of convinced them to go in on it when we were kids. Uh, <laughs> but um, it came with a microphone that you connect to your controller. And you sang to the fish. You could. What? You talked into the microphone and you could teach the fish as it grew up. It was like a Furby? And, yeah, essentially. <laughs> but it grew a human face. So this is like fish with a human face. It was weird as hell. I, I vaguely remember this. I started teaching it Spanish because I was in high school and I was learning entry-level Spanish. I always teach it like hola and stuff like that. And it would do it. You would ask us questions and it would respond. It was like a weird AI. It wasn't the greatest AI, but it mm-hmm. was it was entertaining for what it was. But there was a lot of good, you know, setup for the system. It just like if that's as a camera now, it'd be it would still oh, be revolutionary yeah. and people would still buy it. Yeah. I think there's a pretty good black market 
value for it if you can if you still have gotta one. be i mean at this point it's like a a cult classic kind of thing uh-huh. but damn i remember having one of those playing space channel 5 that it used to before certain levels it used to pop up seizure warning please turn the lights on and step away from the tv <laughs> that's funny because yeah because seizures yeah cause seizures <laughs> they would be sued no why would they anyways back from nostalgia yeah this week That's we are drinking Pocono Pocono's Silverback Distillery Blackback. This is a sour mash corn whiskey. Blackback. Um, the story behind this one is I went there with the family, um, and the, they apparently don't make this anymore. This corn whiskey, mm-hmm. they had actually discontinued a while back, but they, they found a, a barrel of it. Mm-hmm. So then they re-released it in limited quantity. So I picked a bottle of it. I mean, it's even numbered. Bottle number 326. Oh, it's a good number. Yeah. If you divide or multiply the first two, you get the second or the third. Three times two is six. No, is I get I'm it. I get what say. you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, they actually, this distillery also exists in Virginia, too. It's in... The um, Pocono Distillery exists yeah, in Virginia? Yeah, it's in Afton, Virginia and East Stroudsburg, Virginia. Or uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, East Stroudsburg, yeah. Um, it's right along 80. What's That's nice about this, what's interesting about this one is Silverback, it's actually a uh, mother and daughter who own this distillery. Mm-hmm. And the Silverback is named after their father, apparently. Oh. That was their nickname for him because he was Grumpy Gus. That makes sense. Yeah. So that was where they got the name for the distillery. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's at The distillery's at a... Um, a small like regional airport strip mm-hmm. and when we were there there's a i guess a, a pair a para jumping parachuting skydiving mm-hmm. school and so people were like you know skydiving while we're outside drinking it's kind of neat uh my favorite thing about this bottle is there's a typo on it mm-hmm. bottled and distilled by silverack distillery is it really yeah that's awesome i didn't notice it <laughs> they, they left their little B out. Yes, they did. <laughs> By Silver Rack. Silver Rack. Even yeah. though the, the label on the front clearly shows that it is SB for Silverback. Yeah. Well, it also says Blackback is the name of the yeah. uh, liquor, but. It's not Blackack. Black 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 Ack. I was trying sorry. to read this, but I, um, I so got sorry. distracted <laughs> by the. By the typo. And I took it from you to see the typo. Be an alpha with our bottles in bond. Sour mash corn whiskey. Crafted by dis- master distiller Christine Riggleman. I don't know if that's the mother or the daughter. One of them. Yep. But um, what you think of it? I like this. He gave, me a, he gave me a shot of this and he was like, hey, you want to taste it? I was like, yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's nice and smooth. Yeah. It's um, got uh, more of a... Like the, the burn is closer to a scotch yep. than it is like a whiskey. Yep. But I mean, I love scotch, so <laughs> I'm not complaining. It just it caught me off guard because it's has it says nothing of being scotch on here. And my first sip, I was like, "That's." But it has the sweetness scotchy. of a of a, more of a whiskey. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's the the corn more than anything because you know whiskey's not whiskey. It's sweet. It's just the scent of it is sweet. Yeah, but it, it's pretty smooth. Yeah, for sure. There's a little bit of smokiness as whiskeys tend to be. Mm. Mm. Whiskey. Love it. Distinguished gentleman. I've been saving this one for the pod for the right time, so yeah. it's the right time. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I don't know why the time is right, but it is. 
I'm trying to think what I want to say. I forgot. I don't know. We're Absolutely doing. forgot. <laughs> this is great radio. We're starting right off here. right here. Great radio. Uh, oh, so is the neighbor up to anything? No. He said he's, not really. He's just leaving everything out there. He's just leaving the, everything outside. The winter's going to kill it. I mean, the rain hadn't killed it yet. I don't, um, the winter's going to kill it. The rain's going to come down, and then the winter's going to freeze it. I still haven't told him about his his school problem because I haven't seen him outside. He was outside the other day, but I was in my house and I Just wasn't about to go run. Just write a note on a rock. And throw it at throw his it house. Through the window. <laughs> throw it through the window. He'll get it. Yeah. That's the only I still don't understand how you wouldn't hear it. It's, it, oh, it's yeah, not a big house. It's, it's, a, sing, it's a single story house. Yeah. <laughs> you would hear it scratching through the ceiling and stuff. You'd be like, what the hell? Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. To each their own. Maybe he's friends with the squirrels. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the squirrels are I mean, tenants. to be fair, he still has that outhouse in the back. He didn't put it there, but he bought it with their house. And he still has it. It's still there. So. Yeah. There's probably spiders in it. Maybe bees. Probably a whole lot of something in it. Yeah, you don't want to mess with snakes it anymore. It's like it's like having like an eighty-six dart just out <laughs> in your field, and then like your all of your cars break down and you have no money. So that's the vehicle that you need to drive now. Yeah. You need to, like if his inside toilet ever breaks down, he just has to like peer out the window and be like, oh, "But there's bees in that." <laughs> that's what he needs now. Don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so outstanding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so we should bring up before we. I know there are certain people that only tune in to listen to our banter and whiskey talk, and then they tune out. Ah, yes, yes. So there we are should those bring people. it up now. Uh, the first episode released in January will be our Star Wars uh, prequel debate trilogy de- debate debate-a-thon debate-a-thon um, if you didn't hear terrible. didn't listen to last week's episode or get to the end um carl and our friend krell are going to have a lively and i yep. use the word term loosely debate mm-hmm. but discussing the merits and disadvantages mm-hmm. of the prequel trilogy we have someone who is a prequel enthusiast or as i would say a prequel sympathist <laughs> in krell and Anyone that has listened to one episode of this podcast knows my stance on the prequels. So You really should listen to last week. Carl got broken. It was funny. <laughs> Didn't say a word for like two minutes. Just have my hands, <laughs> hands in my, in my face. face. Yep. Um, I'm going to moderate it. It'll be hilarious. Moderator. Um, it'll be, if you watch the president, first presidential b- debate, it'll be something like that. It'll be very similar <laughs> to that. Uh, uh, but it'll be funnier. Yeah, because... Fate of the country won't be <laughs> on the line. Um, so, to put it to point, if you would like a question to be discussed between these two gentlemen, mm-hmm. email your question directly to the Drunken Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Um, Carl doesn't read those. I do. Mm-hmm. I will make sure he doesn't know so he doesn't have any pre planning. Yes. They literally I want need to go in blind. Yep. We literally want the two of them to have these conversation, neither discussing, going completely off the cuff. Yep. And Both it'll of us be going in in the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, how many have we got so far? Two. You said? One. 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 All right. Um, I got a I got a question from Dan the other day. You are allowed to submit multiple questions. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't well. have to be one and done. Yeah. Also, try to keep it more gears just to the prequels. But if it's good enough, maybe I'll put it in there too. All right. Just it's only because Carl and I haven't done our second the the original trilogy watchathons again. But also like. We agree on the 
at least Krell and I, agree on the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. We have very similar views yeah. on those six movies. Yep. But the first three, we have about as different views as you could possibly get. Yep. The center between the two of y'all's understanding and appreciation for the prequels is about as far away as, you know, here to Ecuador. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you were savoring. But... Yeah, so email in. Uh, it's the drunken nerd podcast at mm-hmm. gmail.com. I too was drinking. Yes. All right. Email in to there, and we will get to them that week. We're giving everybody six weeks to prepare, six weeks to tell friends, yep. six weeks to email in questions. Even if you know nothing about the series. You just want to hear these two idiots rant? Yeah. Please. Please do. I'm talking someone like Katie emailing in a question just like, Carl, what is the best thing about the prequels? And I say, <laughs> and Crow goes, "Oh come on! There's so many good things." <laughs> that'll, Just, that'll be the conversation. <laughs> but yeah, if you know nothing about it, email in something yeah. along those lines, where it's just like, "Hey, pick one thing you like and one thing you dislike, and discuss or whatever." That it's a bad example. Yeah, but, but yes. But yeah, you can do that. If you want Carl to defend the prequels, ask a question along that line. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> None of it. Uh, I'm not Hands up, it. he's walking out. Uh, I'm done with this. There's nothing I can flip without spilling whiskey, so I'm not going to do flip it. anything. Don't waste it. Ah. <laughs> Threw his phone <laughs> onto the ottoman. Yeah, Padded ottoman. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, all right. So on to discussions. Now is as good as time to get into our Amanda corner. Manda, that's a good one Manda, like Manda Cornerian Manda Corner Manda Corner um, this is episode 4 of season 2 or episode 12 as, as it's called or chapter 12 The Siege The Siege the worst name for the episode ever it's has nothing to do with any sieging because the siege is something that happened called the reunion the reunion you could have called the infiltration you could have called anything else the discovery discovery that's a good one because they do discover a couple a things a lot of stuff yeah yeah. Um, the revelation revelation that's, that's a good one that's, that's the a one. good one. but the siege i mean the little definition of a siege is a military operation to surround a building mm-hmm. to just basically wait out till they surrender and they do none of that and this was four <laughs> four idiots breaking into a facility and trying to blow it up yep <laughs> uh, so the episode starts obviously with mando limping through space as he does yep because of his mon calamari spaceship yep uh he decides to reunite with uh gina carano and who is cara dune and and uh, carl weathers carl weathers character's name carl weathers carl weathers character (laughs) um because they can fix his ship Yep. He immediately lands and Carl Weathers points to two mechanics and says, fix this man. Well, no, at first he says, I'll put my best people on. And then it's just two randos next yeah. to him. It's those guys over there. Don't worry about that. And <laughs> immediately one of the two mechanics gives an evil menacing look back at them. As they walk away. And then he goes, starts fixing the ship. And yep. I'm immediately like, all right. So that's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. <laughs> yep. Either terrible camera camera angles or wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, audience, yeah. pay attention to this guy. You'll see him again later. That wasn't even wink, wink, nudge, nudge. No, it was more like wink, wink, as in here's a sledgehammer to the back of your the head. The dude <laughs> may as well have taken out a marker and wrote evil on his forehead <laughs> and then went to do the rest. Put a big, you know, devil horns on him and call mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. And just call him Benedict 
Arnold. That's his species name. <laughs> the Benedict Arnolds? Yeah. <laughs> Some would say Benedict Arnold was actually a patriot. But that's Whatever. Depends did. on your position as an American. Um, moving on. Or colonial. What am I saying? Oh, so they decide <laughs> to are you go, saying, Carl? <laughs> they decide to go and attack a empire. Well, they're not the empire anymore. No, the empire's gone at this point. What are they? Because they're wearing they're wearing empire mm-hmm. costumes. <laughs> costumes. They're, they're costumes in, with their uniform. They're in between the empire and the first. Order. But they still exist. Yeah, like it's like the fallen empire or something like that. Yeah, that might be kind of where it's at. Because I mean, obviously, you get Jedi Fallen Order, the game. Yeah, and they, they exist in this limbo, but. Everybody's still, like, part of the Empire, but there's no mm-hmm. Emperor. He's gone. So they're like... Eh, it's like the New Republic has the the control. Yeah. It's like the, the roles have switched, essentially, where there mm-hmm. was the Empire, and then the, the Republic was trying to dethrone them. Now it's the New Republic, and there's these factions of Fallen Order putting yeah. shit back together in their image. So they decide to go and attack this base, blow it up with the lava... And By cutting off the cooling yes. pipes. There is a blue frog, or no, not frog. There's a He's blue a fish. fish man in this episode. He reminds me of the the fish bad guy from the Legend of Zelda series that comes up out of the water yeah, and shoots Zora, rocks. At- absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I hate him. Yeah, he's, annoying. he's annoying as hell. I wish he was not in this episode. <laughs> I like also, how he's working as an indentured servant to Carl Weathers mm-hmm. for like 350 years. And he's like, I don't want to do this. And Carl's like, I'll knock 100 years off your, your sentence. Yeah. He, and he's he doesn't like, need to do that. Yeah. Just like, be like, do it because I already told you yeah, <laughs> you were for you me. Because you, know? you have to. Um, again, uh, what else I'm sick of? And again, this is my the hot child. <laughs> I'm so over the child. Why is he? This much. So the child gets put in like a day, like a school with yeah. like 10 year olds. Yep. Now, granted, the child is the like 50. Like 60 at this point. Oh, no, it hasn't been that long. He was 50 when he found him. Yeah. So, 51. Let's say he's been with him for like yeah. a year or two at this point. It's probably been a couple of years at this point. Yeah, several years, I would say. Um, but again, the child still acts as an infant because mm-hmm. the Yoda species is thousands of years old mm-hmm. through its lifespan. Why is it with 10-year-olds? I don't know. I and just... why is it the only thing it ever does is eat? Because people think that's cute, apparently. Apparently. It uses the force to steal another kid's... Um, Cookies. Blue... Macaroons. Yeah, they're like yeah, they're like macaron Oreos. They're mac yeah, they're macaroons. Macaroons. Yeah. No mac. I can never remember which one's which. There's macaroon and there's macaron. It's the same thing as far as I care. Um. Anyways. Blue yeah, cookies. But it went on. That scene went on way too long. I don't. It was need, pointless. I mean, no I don't sense. need any more child whatsoever. Show them. Put them in the daycare and then and walk away. Cut. Save two minutes. Yeah. Um. Oh. Then, is he still even trying to find who to give the child to? I, yeah. I know he's supposed to be going to find Ahsoka. But this this whole point. episode was based on getting the ship fixed and seeing if Carl Weathers had any contacts yeah. that could help him get to the person. Episode 5, the name leaked, it's the Jedi. Uh, so we're probably going to see Ahsoka mm-hmm. in that episode. And it's also directed by that dude that you were saying. Oh, um, Kevin Feige? No, the, the other one. The Star Wars Kevin Feige. Uh Oh, um, oh, what's his name? He was the yeah. It's directed by him, and it's okay. called. It's named the Jedi, so it's going to be very yeah, like Dave Filoni. Yeah, who? Yeah, and again, Dave Filoni was literally shadowed George Lucas his mm-hmm. entire career. Um, was taught by George Lucas on how to 
do Star Wars essentially. So it works. George Lucas doesn't have much to teach people about anything other than Star Wars. Yeah, lore. it's Star Wars. <laughs> he can't teach them directing, editing, writing. George Lucas is a, is a creative person. Lo- he just sucks at everything else. So it's like he's not a bad director. He's a terrible writer. It's like if George R. R. Martin didn't know how to write the books. Like, he still doesn't. What are you talking about? You just tapped into his mind. You got all of the information out of it. Yeah. The information is absolute gold. Makes great stories. Yeah. But good storytelling. But not good story writing. Well, I mean, if you read the Game of Thrones books, they're they're great. Uh, I would argue that's not true either. The first three are amazing. Four and five are junk. And imagine when six comes out, it's going to be just disheveled, massive crap. I don't crap. think it ever will. Anyways. Yeah, I agree with that too. Um, so they, they siege the base. They blow it up. They get chased down by TIE fighters after a heroic escape. Um, something that yeah. bothered me a lot is everything that has guns needs to target as a target computer fix before you can shoot it yeah. even a loose turret that doesn't have seeking things <laughs> on a per, on a per, on a personnel transport ship yeah that's all that is is a is an armored transport yeah yeah i agree with that and why that only had one gun i don't understand because nope. in the so that ship you see it in um rebels and it has multiple guns built into it like it has side guns it it looks like the same tank you saw in um, indiana jones in the last crusade Mm -hmm. which is probably essentially more or less is because it's basically the same scene Mm -hmm. just in reverse you know the good guys on the inside so the outside that's my favorite part indiana jones is the tie fighters (laughs) exactly the tie fighters (laughs) but uh yeah I, i don't know um, I do like Kara Dune like smashing the one into the wall. That was pretty funny. Yeah, and then like, other ti- other stormtrooper jumps on top of the tank and uh, the transport and tries to throw a grenade. Is and he's like totally he's just just standing there posing with <laughs> it. His arm pulled back. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. If you don't stop, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. I swear. I Carl Weathers turns the the, uh, the turret around and fires in the back, blowing the grenade up also. Yeah. So. Surprisingly, didn't blow up half the ship in yep. the process. So great, good yep. on him. Yep. Um, I also had a problem when they go flying over the cliff at the beginning of that scene without damage. It, without it, anything. Well, it destroys the yeah. the speeder, but the fishman speeder. Yeah. And then the store troopers go running off in their speeder bikes, and a couple run into some cliffs, but otherwise everything's cool. Because mm-hmm. apparently hover bikes can just hover over anything. They can do whatever they want. Apparently. There are no physics in Star Wars. Nope. Um, and then the Mando saves the day because... With a razor's crest. He escapes earlier than the rest and comes back with his ship, like yep. you said, and he destroys the guys. Uh, the major discovery in there oh. is that they okay. want the child to extract his blood yeah. to try and transfuse into humans. Specifically a human. There's someone specifically that they want to transfuse it into. Yeah. And I would like to say that it's probably, spoiler alert, for episode 9, the movie, it's probably the Emperor. Oh, shit. Because yeah. in 9, you learn that the Emperor is able to project his consciousness into clones of himself. Yep. So it's oh, probably that. Oh, maybe that's how they got Snoke, even. Yeah, th- the there's Snoke, a theory that Snoke is a clone. Snoke tank? Yeah. In episode 9, there's a Snoke tank? Yeah. 
you're not like making a big enough deal of this. This is the dumbest, one of the dumbest things in Snow. Snow I'm letting you hold on to that bit of information, that bit of the uh, anger you have towards the movies until we get to There's nine. There's a tank of Snokes. Yes. A Snoke tank. Yep. And if one escapes, the Snoke alarm goes off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I assume. Sure, why not? But I, that's my theory, personal theory. Is that what that's what they're using? Because that's, that's the child movie. is super force sensitive, and I think that's what they really are trying to absorb is that force sensitive blood, mm-hmm. even though it's not blood. But sure, the midichlorians all go into the DNA. Yeah, they say M counts yeah. in this one yeah. instead of bringing midichlorians back into it. They yeah. just say because they know it pisses people off. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. <laughs> or they're like trying to separate themselves from their own lore. Yeah, good on them. Um. Also, the Razor Crest comes out of nowhere. How long has it been since he started getting repairs? Because either it wasn't as damaged as mm-hmm. was believed, or time is irrelevant now in Star Wars. Full force. Yeah. Or like this show is so bad with time. It is. Like, it or at least goes. delineating how much time it has been between. Yes. Yeah. Because there was that one episode in season one where they were helping out that village. Yep. Months went by. Yep. And they made it seem like it was a day. Yeah, it was the next day. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. So they, they could have very well just been chilling there planning this heist for yeah. two weeks. Could have been. Like, we don't know. Yeah, there's no indication, no time, no like, hey, this is what we're doing. It literally was like, hey, this is what needs to happen. And Mando's like, yep, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And they go do it. Then it happens. And I can get it. It's That's a 35. Star Wars way. <laughs> yeah, really Tell is. you what they want to do, then it shows you them doing it. Well, it's, I mean, Star Wars has never been good with time. If you think about like, hyperspace like jumping through to hyperspace mm-hmm. it doesn't work that you can jump from one place to another thousands of light years away and no time is changed place you're not changing time you're going through you're speeding accelerating through space at an accelerated rate time time still exists mm-hmm. literally you were going to leave at one point in time and you're going to come back months if not years later in the next point in time right i mean you can only condense hyperspace and light years so much it's not instantaneous travel. So, yes, Star Wars doesn't <laughs> believe in physics and time. Carl's Crazy. The, Carl's just laughing at me. Yep. That was that was the nerdiest thing that has been on this podcast. <laughs> that was geek nerd. Nerd. <laughs> in college with your glasses and walking by with all your books. Jock yells out, Nerd! <laughs> That's what that was. Carl wishes he was a jock. Go, go back. No, everybody it comes down to the jocks and the nerds. This is Revenge of the Nerds if you're that in the 1970s. Big of a nerd, then I am by definition more of a jock. <laughs> Nobody's ever called you a jock, Carl. You were carrying your books from the library to the science lab and I was playing basketball. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. That's you didn't see me often in a library. You're on theater. On the stage. I was on, on theater. You're on the stage. I was behind the stage. Behind the stage. <laughs> Great. Um, then Moff, Moff Gideon is back. and Everybody thinks he's dead, but not really. Nobody thought he was dead. because Except Mando. Yeah, Mando was the only, only one was the characters in the show thought he was dead for a minute. But he's back, and he's with all the... He's in a tube of First Order troops... That's incredibly steamy. And I don't know why it's like a first order know. sauna or what he's in. <laughs> Just random decompressing pipes throughout yeah. Star Wars. 
Yep. Is there like a supervillain store at Star Wars <laughs> where they go to and get like Tesla coils? And <laughs> pipes super, that... super, super evil RS. Yeah. That'd be funny. The black market. Literally. Yeah. Because yeah, everything's black. <laughs> they, they just call it the black market. Yep. Black market white drapes. <laughs> uh, gotta make sure everybody knows that they're evil. Gotta be black. Yep. Oh my god. Anyways, so this episode, I'm not a fan of this episode. It's dumb. I could take it or leave it. Yeah, I mean, it advances a few things. Like, okay, I get like, oh, shit, the, the reason why everybody's after the child is because apparently his blood's good for something. I mean, that's a major plot point to the it entire is. series. Um, going back to the alien at the beginning, you see him at the end. He's talking to the ship captain, who they're going to talk to him off Gideon, about, oh, we planted the tracker on the... Yep, on the so that needed on to the ra- Although they could have done crest. that... In the previous episode. You could have done it at any other point in the, the damn series. The Mon Calamari could have done that. Yeah, you could have. Uh, this is one of those episodes that, again, we talked about it last week and the week before and probably the week before that. It was like, there's a few episodes that we just need them because we need two more episodes just to this, fill a 10 This one isn't entirely season. that because there are several huge plot reveals. There is, but like we just said, it? you could put it in yeah, different episodes. But yeah, you could have You didn't it need it elsewhere. here. And you need to bring Carl and Gina, Gina back. Yeah, even though there's a huge outlash about bringing Gina Carano back. Yeah, because she can't keep her mouth shut. Yeah, I, I didn't read what she said, but she had something to say about something. Probably the election. Uh, she's anti-mask. Oh. That's essentially what it is. Oh. And people are like, we should cancel her. I'm like, I don't care. No. People are allowed to have opinions. Yeah, Actors are allowed that's to have the opinions. Issue. It, like, she's like, not coming out and saying, cares? like, absolutely, like, horrendous shit. Like, she's just having opinions on things. If yeah, you don't agree if she with started her, becoming, like, super racist about it, yeah. Okay, no, maybe she shouldn't have a job because otherwise yeah. you're condoning what she's saying. But if you're anti masker, just keep your mouth to yourself. Like, who cares? Her, her big tweet that got people up in arms was first it's going to be masks but then someone's going to force you to wear a blindfold so then you can't see what they're actually doing or something well, that's along just stupid. those lines it's just plain out stupid yeah that makes no sense anybody who says that is an idiot but i mean she's a she's a wrestler cage fighter that turned into a. oh yeah she was an mma fighter that's right and then she turned into a american gladiator like that's she was right. never famous she wasn't a scientist doing uh-uh. these things she's a, a dumb jock she's the one calling <laughs> you a nerd <laughs> uh that's okay i say she um she found her covid weight though yeah she got thick yeah uh all right, I think that's enough on this episode. Wasn't a lot going on. We could touch the major plot point. The issues with everything in Star Wars is a targeting computer. That was the big thing I took away from this. Yep. Everything needs the computer. target. Yep. The X or the TIE fighters had to target on the little ship and it took forever. The little ship thing, the transport carry, had to target on the TIE fighters. And Carl Weathers is literally just firing left, firing right, firing left, firing right. And they're in a line down the middle. Yeah. And Gina Carano's like, why don't you hit him? He's like, you want to try this? It's, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could do much Shoot in the middle. That would make sense. Uh. Anyways. So John uh, Farvo directed that. You want to know what else he directed? No, he didn't direct that one. Yeah, he did. No, that was oh, Carl Weathers directed oh, that Oh, Carl one. Weathers. Hence, it was a heavy Carl Weathers episode. Yeah, Carl Weathers loves himself some Carl Weathers. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that wasn't a John Favreau 
That was a Carl Weathers joint. I thought I thought of the greatest. You did, but you did too. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been if I let you be infectual. So the show was created by John Favreau. There you go. I'll give you that one. Um, you want to know what John Favreau directed back in two thousand X six? I don't remember. <laughs> Look it up. Also, two thousand ten. Uh, also, somewhat starred in. Yeah. Is that Iron Man 2? Yes. The retonying? Yeah, the re... Two iron, two man. <laughs> <laughs> two iron, two men. I mean, that's technically true. There's two Iron Men. In yeah, this. Iron Man 2 back in the saddle. Uh, Iron Man 2 cruise control. <laughs> All good. All good options. All good options. Um, Someone roared it? Roared it? Yep. Honestly, I'm going to say, this is my biggest takeaway from this, is Mickey Rourke is a great actor in the right roles. And he was awesome in this movie. He's good at most of what he does. But he, Give me something he's not good at. He's pretty typecast, where he's just a grungy douchebag. Uh, did you ever see the movie Sin City? No. He's in it? Yeah. And yeah, he's a grungy douchebag. The Wrestler? I never saw it. Seriously? Yeah. That movie's outstanding. Like, so, is, that, away is that the one with... Um... Mickey Rourke? Yeah. <laughs> Touche. I set you up for that one. <laughs> I was gonna say it's another one, Christian Bale, where you get to lose. no. That's the machinist. Yeah. No, the wrestler is with uh, Mickey Rourke and uh, Marissa Tomei, mm. who Still also it, but, yeah. who also turns up in the MCU. Isn't she Peter Parker? Aunt May. Yeah, she is Aunt May. You're right. So in the MCU, she's Aunt May. Oh yeah, because he is part of the MCU. I take that back. Much, much later. It'll be, we'll be three years in this podcast by the time we get to it. Yeah, we're going to, I think we'll step on the, the pedal to the metal with these movies come February or so. Uh, maybe. Burn through a handful of them. That maybe. Um, so yeah, Mickey Rourke is awesome in this movie. The second initial thought of this movie, better than I remember it being. Uh, I remember it being just kind of bland. And there are parts that are bland, but it's... It's not bad. It's a lot more fun than I remember it being. One thing that makes this movie important for the MCU specifically is it actually solidifies that the MCU is going to happen. Yeah. Like, when Marvel started these movies, and this is pre-Disney, obviously, mm-hmm. um, with Iron Man and, and Incredible Hulk, they had plans to do this, but they didn't know how well it was going to be received by the audiences. Yeah, and then especially The Incredible Hulk came out and was not a hit at all. Yeah. But this one was like, okay, we're moving forward because we made a ton of money on Iron Man. Yeah. Incredible Hulk, not so much. Um, but this definitely solidifies the plans for the MCU because you see all these little Easter eggs for the rest yeah, of the MCU. There's the disassembled the Captain sta- America season. shield. Yeah. In one scene. And then at the end of the movie, it's straight up just Mjolnir in the desert. Yeah. And then what's fun... But you also get um, Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. as a plant. Black Widow. Yeah. I love... Natasha Romanoff and her secret alias that they give her. Yeah. Natalie, I forget her last name. Russian. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Just yeah. Natalie Russian. It's awesome. Um, what did I say? Throughout the movie, you hear Nick Fury say, like, I got bigger things to worry about in the Southwest. And then Coulson's like, hey, they got to send me to New Mexico over some shit. Uh-huh. And then at the very end, the post credit scene is Mjolnir. In New Mexico. So yeah. it's like, oh, so the whole movie, they're 
telling you that Thor was happening. Yep. Uh, Which is the next movie in the MCU. It is the next one. I know it's either Thor or Captain America. No, I think it's Thor. I don't remember the order. Also, the order doesn't really matter because Captain America takes place 40 years before (laughs) the movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Release order. Gotta talk out loud. Yeah, it is Thor. And then Captain America. Oh, they came out two months apart. Yeah, they came out at the same time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, if we had started with the if we'd done this in the chronological order of movie the mcu itself then we would have done captain america already and technically people say you're supposed to do that one but we're doing the release order yeah because also we would have done uh captain marvel already but that's true that's way beyond like you know stuff in that you stuff in that movie matters less if you don't know everything that's going on yeah in between the time um, I love that they had Senator Stern in this movie as literally just like a senator. Gary Shinlin? Yeah, but he's obviously, we find he's, out in The Winter Soldier that he's like a major, like possibly one of the leaders of HYDRA this whole time. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that Mostly was awesome. because that's like six, seven years apart. Yeah. <laughs> and I haven't seen him since they came out in theater. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, there's some, there's some good stuff in this. Um What'd you think of so? You have the beginning. Stark gets called up by Congress. Oh, elevator pitch. Oh yeah, I always do that. I always forget the elevator pitch. Elevator pitch me. Um, Iron Man in the last one. He reveals to the world. Tony Stark reveals that he's Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But we got to get somewhere where he. It's the father's sins are now the son's sins because that's important for some reason. For some reason, we also need to cover the Iron Man demon in a bottle storyline, kind of. Kind of. And <laughs> um, that also we need to continue last at last movie with Stark's weaponry is neither good nor bad, but is used for bad more than not. So we're going to do all that and create a villain based off that. How's that with how? I can sum this movie up in four words. Iron Man, he's back. <laughs> that's that's yeah. it. Tony Stark, he's the same Tony Stark. Like, yeah, he learned nothing. After the Avengers movie, his character starts to change. Yeah, he but starts to grow. These first two movies, he's the exact same dude. Though he's dying in this movie. He's getting poisoned yeah. by the palladium circuitry mm-hmm. or whatever that's used to power the, his arc in his chest. And that's yeah. being spread to his blood. So he's got... Metal trying to go away from his heart, and then he's got this palladium toxicity. Mm-hmm. And through the entire movie, he's testing his prick of fingers, yeah. which bothered me because he would just take his bl- finger and shake it. So he's just shaking the blood everywhere, yeah. <laughs> just contaminating the set. But that's uh, how Stan Lee died in the Incredible Hulk movie was some loose blood yeah. and a, a drink. Yep. So great uh, on you. Speaking Tony of Stark. which, what did you think of the Stan Lee cameo in this one? As uh, as uh, David. It wasn't, wasn't David Letterman, was it? No. What did I write it down? Hold on. I wrote it down. Larry King. Larry King, yes. He's great. Hey, Larry King. <laughs> He's so good. Yeah, it's just, hey, Larry, Larry, Larry. Uh, it, he was about to say something, it just pans away from real quick. Yeah. Um, what I was saying is, like, Tony gets, you know, summoned to Congress to answer for his tech um, because everybody knows that he's Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And then you get Sam Rockwell as the leader of Hammer. Who's great in this movie. Sam Rockwell's great in everything he yeah. does. Give me a movie that Sam Rockwell's in and I'll tell you it's a stellar movie. He is wasted in the MCU so far. Well, what well so because far? you can't bring him in as anything else. You could bring him back. 
he well, actually does have you, can't. you you he actually does have a second role in the MCU uh, on the one shot yeah yeah that's it but you've already established him as 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 um yeah Justin Hammer so you can't bring him out as anything else but Sam Rockwell is amazing they should have just been yeah. like this is a character we're going to create that's going to last through at least three or four movies yep before Here you go. him to be super evil just yeah. have him be like a thorn and Tony Stark's side for a couple of movies. Yeah. And then have him fund the major robots. I almost want him to be like Charlie Day in, um, oh, what's the movie with the giant robots? Pacific Rim. Yes. That I've never seen, but I know what you're talking about. But he's in both movies. Yeah. And he starts out as just like a low-level scientist. Yeah. And then, and then the second movie is the main bad guy. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's what I want that happen with Justin Hammer. Like, Justin Hammer just comes out out of the gate you know, in Tony's face, this I'm your your doppelganger evil twin kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Except and, I'm bad. Well, he, bad at this. <laughs> yeah, he's terrible at it. He's just showboating left and right. He says, even says Howard Stark is everybody's father. Like, come on, you're not mm-hmm. even close, but okay. Um, but what I was going to ask was, what do you think of how they introduced the new Rhodes? I don't, with the slow reveal to his yeah. back and everything. I kind of like it. Because you're essentially reintroducing the character. Yeah. Because because Ter- it's Howard asked for more money and and yeah. he said no. <laughs> Marvel said f you. <laughs> yeah. They said I'm not doing this. He said okay. <laughs> RDJ got a substantial raise. I'm yeah, he got say. a big raise on this one. He went from like five million to forty million, and Terrence Howard was like, "Hey, could I have his raise?" Yeah. And they're like, "There's a door. You could have that. <laughs> Take what you had or don't. And those yeah. are your options." And he said, well, you won't have this movie without me. And they said, who? Who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they brought in Don Cheadle, which is a bigger actor than yep. Terrence Howard anyways. Yep. Um, and I like Don Cheadle in this. Yeah. In whatever else he does. I mean, not that I can name what he's done, but he's a good actor. Yeah, he's good enough. Um, but, you know, they have to keep saying Rhodes, Rhodey. Oh, Rhodey's here? <laughs> like, it was almost like they didn't know whether or not they were going to yeah. have the character in this movie at all. He's like, oh, Rhodey's here? <laughs> But yeah, I liked it. I think it was smart. It was. I'm trying to think of just chronological things. I mean, so he goes. He goes to Congress. He goes through all that. He. What does he even do next? the The whole first part of this movie is just Tony Stark just being a playboy philanthropist. Yeah billionaire well he's uh, throwing shit to the wind because he knows he's dying yeah so he doesn't care like he learned nothing like he learned humility in the first movie mm-hmm. but then he forgot it all when he started realizing he was dying so then he's just like f it all he's just living it all up yeah, yeah. well yeah. It, i don't even think he's living it up i think he's just hateful at this point like he just it, it's almost like a stage of grief because you know there's all the stages of mm-hmm. grief and one of them is just like it's not so much acceptance but just like throwing shit to the wind like i don't care anymore yeah. just giving up and that's kind of where he's at you see him throw this party later. Mm-hmm. He's drunk off well, his, first, his back. First, he's side. at the the Grand Prix in France. That's a good scene. I like and that one. And there is a elongated muskrat cameo. <laughs> yeah. He was chubby. He was chubby. He was a big boy back then. Well, we got nothing but money. He might as well work out. I get yeah. This is before he made all of the monies. <laughs> yeah, this is before Tesla. Yeah, I don't know what he was famous for before Tesla. Being in the world's longest muskrat. <laughs> That's what Elon Musk stands for. Is elongated muskrat. <laughs> um, and then Tony Stark takes the car, and that's when. Yeah, I just like him. He's just like I'm driving now. 
I mean, yeah. he owned the team, so yeah. why not? You, you, see, you see the newsreel, the driver throws his helmet with Storms off. I'm happy at least that they made him not a remarkable driver. I was fully yeah. expecting when he got in the car, it was going to show him in first place and everything. Just all of a like, sudden, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But no, he was in like sixth yeah, he was, or something. He started in fifth. And then uh, Vanko shows up as Whiplash. And Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Who's got a... Uh, a bone to pick with Tony Stark because his daddy worked with Tony's daddy and Tony's mm-hmm. daddy cut him out. Mm-hmm. You find out later that Tony's dad actually had him deported. Yep. <laughs> and then when he when uh, Vanko's dad wouldn't help Russia, Russia had him like expelled or whatever to Siberia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's just pissed off. Yeah. I love the montage where he's creating the arc reactor in his house. Mm-hmm. I wrote down... Apparently, you can just make an arc reactor wherever you're at with whatever you have. If you're just smart. Yeah, you just have yeah. to be smart. It doesn't matter what you have. Yep. Like, he had plans. Like, okay, he could follow plans. I get it. But no, you can't just make whatever you want wherever you're at. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. Yeah. But Tony makes a giant freaking laser that is basically an atom smasher mm-hmm. um, in his basement by just putting holes on his walls. There is more implied, but yeah. yeah. The the key things were the hole in the wall, the hole in the, the floor, floor. Yeah. <laughs> and the wires hanging down. Yeah. No idea where he got the piping for the oh, the shielding. And at least in that situation, he just pulls shit out. Of the he's backside. a billionaire that lives in California. Yes, but he wasn't allowed to leave property. <laughs> he, he can order stuff. Uh, I'd be surprised. That's shield what let the him. shield people were there for yeah. to help him solve that. Mm. That's true. That's why Anyways. when he asked Coulson, like, hey, go on a Starbucks run, he's like, I'm not there for that. I'm here to keep you in here working. Yeah. So that implies, He wasn't even there for that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then he left. Yeah. Um, but we're going to have ourselves. The suitcase Iron Man suit up scene I is like that. one of the best of all time. I love that scene. Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't agree and I don't... What's the word I want? I think there's too much metal on the Iron Man suit to be in that suitcase. It's too small for that. Because that suitcase would weigh a million pounds. Even if you said that the armor was made out of like super light titanium, like because titanium is light. But yes, and Happy just carries it around one handed, no problem. Yeah, with the handcuff on. Yeah, <laughs> handcuff. But it's painted bright red. Yeah, why the fuck not? But just going back from this movie to Iron Man Two and knowing where the Iron Man suit comes. It's so cool to see, like, he's making technological advances on the suit yeah. slowly but surely. Yeah. Because, like, in the beginning of this movie, he still needs all the machinery to take to it, it off. It's on. not as much machinery, uh-uh. but it's still, like, a platform that he needs to have it taken off. And then there's the suitcase scene where it kind of works out. And eventually, it literally becomes he's wearing nanobots in his chest. Yeah. And he needs to think about the suit, and it just happens. Which is, that gets really, that's ridiculous to me. Like they're nanobots. They can yeah, do anything. Sure, why not? You don't get it. There's that finite number of them too. <laughs> you infinite? No, there's a finite. because oh. he runs out, and that That's right. with the the battle. Well, it's also like an Avengers where he jumps and... off the tower and he puts the gloves on, and it just comes from the glove. Oh no! And that's another that mm. just it's the advances that he's making slowly. No, I get it. And then by the time in Iron Man three, he's got so many different marks. He has versions. them injected in himself. Like essentially sensors, so when he does a certain motion, they yeah. come flying from yeah, wherever they, they are in the world. Connect to where those points, yeah. But it's just it's neat to watch the progression. Just I, see I where do we are agree now. with that. I, I do agree that it's interesting. They they change, so it's not just like oh he puts on a helmet, he put, laces up his boots, puts pants on, buckles mm-hmm. it. Like 
you know, th- there's a technological aspect to the technology. I mean, the dude is smart enough to make a, a, makes a living new element suit. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which his dad created with a with just a park. Yeah, he he set the groundwork down with the outline of a park. Yeah. How, can I bring up what expo goes on for a year? I don't know. Why is the Stark Expo know. a full year? I don't know. Isn't it like a week usually? Shit you would like think, that? or a weekend? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree with that. I don't know, but it's almost like um, Walt Disney when he created Disney World. Mm-hmm. It was the same f- type of footage when that was released, mm-hmm. and even Walt Disney looked just like. Yeah, Howard Stark they in this. Are this was trying they look, to make Howard Stark look like Walt Disney. Yeah, which I guarantee you, when um, Stanley created this lore, that was his inspiration. Yeah, I mean, might as well be. It's the same concept, just different application. Yeah, um, but even Howard Stark calls it the world of the future, whereas Disney calls it the world of tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> so gentle ribbing. Yeah. But yeah, he makes this giant map that Tony realizes later that is literally just... Tony's like, oh, I see it. It's a new element. He's just looking at a floor plan, basically, of, of, the, mark for, of the park. I think that was meant to be like a, a, a suggestion of the common mind that Tony and his dad actually had. Yeah, could see beyond the... the, the, the uh, what's the word I want to say? Like the surface. Yeah, he could see beyond what is right in front of him. Yeah. Um, and see the underlying. He's like, oh, what does this giant earth that's floating in the middle of this look like? And Jarvis is like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, oh, it looks like an atom. Sure it does. Okay. Yeah. It's oh, then all these things are the... That mind? Yeah. If we remove the walkways and we remove yeah, the shrubbery... It's like right there. <laughs> see? <laughs> but you even see in... His dad tells him in the video, like he gets a video... He gets the, a suitcase from S.H.I.E.L.D. And one of them is a video essentially yeah. from his dad. And plans for the arc reactor. Yeah. Where his dad's like, Tony, uh, you're going to solve this for me. I've laid the groundwork down, but I'm limited by today's technology. Yeah. You are eventually going to figure this out. Tony's like, yeah, dad, I am. And then he does two minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Don't take much. Also, anytime we see the lab... Why does everyone have access to this lab? I understand Tony, obviously. Tony, Pepper. Pepper, makes sense. Yep. Why does Rhodes and S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, Rhodey's his best friend. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Prior to this movie. He wants Rhodey hanging around. He does. I get it. He made one of those suits for Rhodes because Rhodes takes one of the suits and there's no way you can't convince me that he couldn't just be like, Jarvis, shut that down. Jarvis be like... They say that in the movie. Yeah. That... uh, when he's uh, talking to Nick Fury in the donut shop. Yeah, he's like, and you Fury's let him like, take it. Your buddy, uh, you gave your buddy one of your suits, and Tony's like, no, it was taken from me. And Natasha's like, actually, I scanned your computers. You can shut down any of the suits at any point in time. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Uh, and Tony's just like, hmm. That's when Nick Fury calls him out on going on like his, he knows he's dying, so he's just doing everything yeah. and Nick Fury's like these are the things you're doing because you don't give a shit yeah but I also think that at that point he was trying to give Rhodes the suit as in like you're the next Iron Man because I'm going to die yeah we need Iron Man you might as well do it mm-hmm. um, what was I saying before that I don't know uh, just give anyways he invents the element yep <laughs> Everybody has access 
Oh, you're saying about the. What do you think yeah. about Coulson just like pushing random buttons and like, oh, I'm in. He probably has some kind of hacking thing going on. Well, the picture was it was him when it came up too. Right. Because you know everybody's picture was on the keypad. Yeah, who it was? But everybody else was like, dee, 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 dee. he just hit like four buttons or five buttons with his hand and as one press. Right. It was almost like Natasha had put in a back door for yeah. Shield because she was hacking the shit out of all the Tony oh, stuff. Oh yeah, like you saw that throughout the movie. So it was probably that's what happened. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Shield, why not? They're super government. Yeah, like the government doesn't even know they exist, basically. Mm-hmm. The one scene in this movie that I don't really care for is Tony Drunk at the Party. Oh, see, I like that one. I don't... Because <laughs> it's funny. It's But that's the biggest nod to the demon in the bottle storyline, where yeah. he's literally losing his mind, trying to drink himself to death, because he yeah. knows he's dying anyways. I can see that. But he's just stumbling around in the suit, and it just... It keeps going. <laughs> you didn't like him playing DJ Iron Man? That... Little scratching on the on the tables? No. <laughs> Gotta appeal to the, the, the youth of the, the generation, right? The youth don't care for that. <laughs> I know. The, uh, those youths. My comment to that one was um, they trashed the house between Rose and Tony. How are they going to use that set for the next new and completely unrelated movie? Because that house is in so many different movies. Because <laughs> it's just a movie set. Let's rent it out. Whenever you need a Malibu you know, house in a movie, they use that's the, that Tony house. Stark's house. Yes. <laughs> Because it's uh, randomly over a cliff. Because, you know, that's going to last forever. Speaking of sets, just a, a random one off. Katie and I watched the 1968 Planet of the Apes last night. I told you off camera yeah, yeah. or whatever. Off there's, camera? There's, there's one, cameras? Yeah, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> uh, what you don't know, don't hurt you. Anyway. Uh, at one point in time, an ape tries to hit Charlton Heston with a baton. And he misses and hits what's supposed to be like a brick wall. And he puts a hole in it. <laughs> like he puts a hole right through the set. That's and funny. it made me laugh so hard. That's awesome. <laughs> Couldn't even edit it out. They're like, ah, it's no, fine. <laughs> Nobody will notice that. Don't worry about in 30, 40 years when we have HD television. <laughs> yeah. Puts a hole, or not brick, stone. Just a big stone wall and right. he, a wooden baton. He just puts a hole in. That's funny. It's great. Uh, one thing Back I really disliked about this movie is the robot noise with these costumes suits like all of a sudden it's just like no matter what they're doing but other actions they don't do it Mm -hmm. like you have served like case in point the donut shop tony's sitting in the giant donut eating donuts and you hear him go as he moves his arm but he moves it in other parts of it and there's no noise Mm -hmm. like why have that noise at all and it's just interjected randomly throughout the entire movie it drives me nuts yeah like i get it servos make noise he's not controlled by servos though He's controlled by like pistons and actuators. This is the last movie that they really lay that in too. Yeah, they don't. They take it out because I think they realize it doesn't work and it doesn't do anything. But also, the technology of the Iron Man suits goes beyond whatever the noises that they're yeah. trying to. It's imply. almost like we need to make sure we, people know that this is a robot suit. Yeah. It's like, all right, we get it. Yeah, yeah. Don't do it. It's stupid. Well, they stopped. They did. <laughs> Good so. on. Good on for listening to me. Twenty years in the future. Yeah. Or whatever. Eleven. What's up, dog? Hello. I rounded up. Thank you. Don't give my dog... No, if you ever put whiskey in front of a dog as they're sniffing, they pack their heads away real quick. They hate Pretty the much smell. everything does. Um, so then you get Rhodes when he steals the, arm, the war machine, which Tony actually gives him that name, War Machine, mm-hmm. which is the character's War Machine. Um, he takes it back to the 
the Air Force, and then they go to Hammer, and Hammer's like, oh, thank you, thank you, what have I done, deserve this, you know, and he's like, I'll give you all these weapons, and this, that, and the other, and so he's like, which one you want, and he goes, all of them, yeah, but what do they give Hammer in that, because they money. keep the suit, is that what it is, it's the money, lots and lots and lots of money, then why even bother with showing him the suit, just be like, we need here's all shit. umpty yeah. million dollars, just give us a bunch of weapons, well, Hammer wants to have the ability of the suit so he can make his own suit. Yeah, he wants. that's yeah. the whole point is he wants to make his own suit. And he yeah. Basically, he breaks Ivan out of prison. Mm-hmm. So he can make the suits. Yeah, which... He, he makes the drones. The one guard who tries to stop Ivan, he literally just puts his hand on his shoulder very nonchalantly yeah. and says, hey... He sees a prisoner outside <laughs> of a cell. and The alarms just, are going off. There was just an explosion. <laughs> this is before the explosion happened. Oh, that's right. Is Ivan kills the guard and then everything explodes. That's right. But he sees a prisoner outside of his cell in a supermax. There's about five second delay before even yeah. Mickey Rourke does anything. Mickey Rourke's like, huh. <laughs> 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 noise and everything. He makes that noise. That's Mickey Rourke. That's my best Mickey Rourke impression. <laughs> he doesn't have very many lines in this movie, anyways. What he does have is in Russian. Yeah. Or in, in a, theory. <laughs> I want my bird. <laughs> yeah. Not bird. my bird, Boyd, Boyd, Boyd. I can't get burned down. Um. So then he gets Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke turns his Iron Man suits into a bunch of drones. Yep. And says that drone bet drone better drone is better. Yep. And uh, obviously, for whatever reason, Justin Hammer then gets a stage at the Stark Expo, which is would only make on no day, sense. Day Four, day six. I don't give a but shit. Tony hates Hammer. Yeah, it's his expo. And Hammer begs him for a stage, like earlier in the movie. Yeah. And Tony's like, "Oh yeah, yeah well maybe. All right, well, I don't know." Like, who books Hammer? Yeah, it's a it's a competing company that does weapons manufacturing. Yeah, to Stark Enterprises. Like you, there's no point of it. You wouldn't you wouldn't be like it's our expo, but here's our competition. They might have something better, but go ahead and show them. Yep. And then, are we are Bad we at business. the expo? Are we at the expo? Sure, now? we're at the expo. Okay, so the hammer drones come up that yep. Vanko... Which have the heads of the uh, the Roger Roger droids from the prequels. Yep. <laughs> Which, uh, Vanko, he's hacked into all of them so they can listen to him whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. Um, including hammer Tony's. Introduces, uh, Rhodes. Yeah, including War Machine. Hammer introduces <clears throat> the new line... For all branches of the military, Army, so Navy, Air Force, Marines, Silence. Doesn't give a shit about the Coast Guard? Yeah. Like, there's five branches of the military. <laughs> the Coast Guard is... They dot a line both to the U.S. military and to the Department of Homeland Security. So at that moment, they're part of the Homeland Security, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it depends on what... <laughs> it depends on who's making the decisions, I guess. I guess. But yeah, he, he doesn't give a shit about home or not homeland security. Well, he doesn't that either. Yeah, but. <laughs> he doesn't. But Coast Guard, and then Whiplash takes control of all the droids once Iron Man shows up because they figure out that Hammer's Tony Stark figures out that Hammer's involved. Pretty and, sure Tony Stark knew that from the beginning. It was yeah. just like whatever. Well, as soon as the call was <coughs> tracing and they located it to downtown Manhattan. Yeah. He was like, ah, it must like, be Hammer. Oh, shit, that's Hammer. It's like, How do you know that? <laughs> it could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. Downtown Manhattan. 
Yep. And then the biggest problem I have with this final climactic battle is at no point in time is Tony Stark feeling like an underdog. Nope. He's on top of it yep. every step of the way. Hey, look, I have this one thing I put in my suit that shoots lasers that in I can a do circle once. around that I can do once for this exact moment that I planned in yeah. the future. Look, here's a big, there's a billion robots chasing me. Here's a globe. I'm going to do some kind of zigzag maneuver and they all blow up. Yep. I'm going to target these different maneuvers and just let the computer do it. Yeah. yeah. That fight was over way too fast. Like, that fight doesn't start till 30 minutes left of the movie. And that includes the credits and the end scene. Because mm-hmm. I paused it right there for, for what I needed to do stuff. Literally, we just rushed through that. And the fight with Ivan. Mm-hmm. I don't even know his name. I could be completely wrong. I just call him Vonko. That's that's definitely his last name. Vonko. Mickey Rourke. Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah, that fight, it was just like, Whiplash is beating the two of them, and then all of a sudden they get into neck locks with his whips, and then they go, hey, remember this thing we did earlier when we yep. were pissing each other, we shot our laser at each other? Let's do that again. again. Yep. And that kills him. Yep. And that's everything. And because he wasn't wearing his helmet. That's just what happened. Yeah, because he took it off to laugh. Yeah. It's, just <laughs> like, it's a... Okay. So I had a comment. That said, his suit looks just like Obadiah's from ep- from se- yeah. from the first movie. It's the same stupid thing. Obadiah takes off his helmet to laugh, and I understand like Tony rips out his targeting system, so he has to take it off to see to yeah. shoot his rockets in the first movie. He doesn't but have to do that. In doesn't this, one. Do this one. He just does it. Yeah. Like we don't need to see Mickey Rourke's face at no. any point in this movie. Do we need at to see his face? At any point in my life, do I need to see Mickey Rourke's face? Saying. <laughs> Yeah. The only good stuff about this is Scarlett Johansson's beating up the guards. That's yeah. the best part. That's a good, good scene. Do you think that's what solidified it for Colin Jost? What? Who's Colin Jost? Her husband. Oh. I mean... I they think, just got married like two weeks ago. I think him being Colin Jost is what solidified it yeah, for he Colin is, right? Jost. This SNL... Uh, yeah, he's one of the head writers. Weekend Update guys. Well, he's also a head writer for SNL. Now, not at the point of this movie. No. That's probably what solidified it for Colin Jost right. is the fact that he's Colin Jost and she's Scarlett Johansson. They actually probably did meet at this point because she was on SNL as a as a host and that's where they met. Oh, really? Yeah. So they met on SNL. But yeah. But he probably saw this and was like, damn, I got to give me that. <laughs> Fucking Colin Jost. Been a writer at Saturday Night Live since 2005. Weekend Update co-anchor since 2014. He became a writer for the show in 2015. So he was... And he was the, became one of the head writers in 17. So when did, you, when did you say he started? Started... Wait. Oh, started as a writer in 2015. On screen 24... Er, writer 2005. On screen 2014. Co-head writer 2015. Head writer 2017. Yeah. And he's got a degree from either Harvard or Yale. I can't remember which one it is. The dude's smart. And he's funny. I just hate him because... Because he's married he, to Scarlett no, Johansson? No, he got involved... He's, he's uh, University of Harvard. University of Harvard. I read it backwards <laughs> because I was trying to think of something while reading. Um, he got involved with WWE last year. Why? Because... Because him and uh, <laughs> because because Michael yeah. Che uh-huh. were the two. Yeah, yeah. Michael Che is the other writer slash Weekend Update guy. Yeah, um, they got involved with WWE and they were just <clears throat> annoying and terrible. 
the like whole time. commentators? No, like they were they were cutting promos and then they had one match in the ring. And like the promos that they were cutting were just cringeworthy and bad. And mm. like it was it's weird. There there's like heat in wrestling where like you're supposed to dislike them. But these guys it was just like go away. Like you're so bad at this. I want nothing to do with you. So mm-hmm. I don't like either of the two of them. <laughs> For that one reason? Yeah, because they... Oh, they're... I'm okay with them. Cringeworthy. Like yeah. Cringeworthy. I don't like WWE, so it doesn't matter. One thing I disliked about that scene, though, with Scarlett Joe, is that she puts her gun down on the compu- computer terminal mm. as she's typing. Why didn't you just holster it? Like Holster it. Like, I was waiting for the, something to happen. Like, someone comes in behind him and Happy grabs it and shoots something with it because it's sitting there in front of him, too. Mm-hmm. She just puts it and walks away. She didn't walk away. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, she just leaves the gun sitting out. Like, what's that? And they made, the camera made a point of showing that. Yeah. Almost like they were going to have someone else show up behind them and that was going to happen. Happy was going to grab it and take care of business. Mm-hmm. But then it just never happened. Or they edited it out. Yeah, know? they just cut her from the movie at that point, basically. Yeah, yeah. She was done at that <laughs> point. Uh, and then they made there's the little kid in the Iron Man mask. That was kind of funny. That was cute. They have retroactively said that that is Peter Parker. What? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. Peter Parker wasn't a little kid at this point. In the MCU, yes, he was. Because it was like 2018 or so. They, uh, what's his name? What? Tom Holland? Tom Holland came forward and asked, Hey, I think it would be a cool Easter egg if that was Peter Parker. And Kevin Feige said, Sure. So that's, lo- like, that's official. That's lore. Can't. That was the word I was thinking of. Why? The ages matched up, apparently. Sure. Why not? Because... You know, Tom Holland is a child. Tom Holland's 20, 21. He will always look like he's 12. He'd be 80 years old. He'd still look like he's 12. He's supposed to be 15 or 16 when Tony Stark gets him in Iron Man. Yeah, he's in high school. Or uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil War. 15 or 16 he's supposed to be. And it takes place eight years after... It takes place seven or eight years after Iron Man 2. So that implies that this kid is like eight. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's canon. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying that's stupid. There's no point. There's no... Why not? Why not? Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Because Tom care. Holland's idea after the internet started saying it. It was like I a, do remember that being an internet thing. People were like, oh, it was a big Reddit theory. And then when Tom Holland was cast, he was like, hey, I like this Reddit theory. Can this be official? And Kevin Feige's like, sure. <laughs> yeah, because Kevin Feige's like, why the hell not? I don't care. <laughs> I assume Kevin Feige literally just said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, kid. And, and then after homecoming, he was like, oh, whatever you want, Mr. Holland's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. those movies made so much freaking money. Yeah, but... Homecoming and Far Away. Far From Home? Far From Home, whatever. Kevin Feige at no point calls him Mr. Hall. No, he doesn't. I'm just kidding. He's still just some punk bitch kid to him. My favorite part about the naming convention of the Spider-Man, not to digress, but I'm going to digress. So you have Homecoming. So Peter Parker comes home 
to the MCU. In the MCU, yeah. yeah. He comes home to New York City and far away. No, Homecoming is Spider-Man coming home to the MCU. That's that's what the homecoming I'm, title means. I understand that, but he comes. He he's in the end. He's in New York City. Mm-hmm. In far from home, he's in London. All over Europe. What specifically when he's in London? So he Tom Holland came in. So they, where they filmed that, they were like ten minutes from his parents' house. <laughs> so it was just. His far from home. He wasn't far from home. His far from home was his homecoming. Yeah, <laughs> that's that was my point. Anyways, yeah. So at the end, Mickey Rourke, who's handily beat in about five seconds of the movie, mm-hmm. says, takes "You have lost, Tony. Tony. Yeah, you lost." Yeah, which is what he said when he was initially arrested as well. Yeah, and he blows up all the droids. Tony has to go save Pepper which she's standing next to a droid. And then droids all over the city explode. And it makes me think... No, all, it's not really over the city. It's all over the uh, expo. Because the expo is huge. Okay. The, Tony built the expo his dad created. Regardless, all over the place droids are exploding. Yeah. And it makes me think, how many people died? Tony saved one person. <laughs> like like Pepper. Pepper was walking up looking like, oh, what's that beeping? People are doing that all over yeah, the yeah, place. Yeah. Tony saves one. Yep. I like how she's telling the the police how to like cordon how off to do and, their job. and how to get people out of the ta- city or whatever. And people, the police is like, "Yep, Mrs. Mr. Mrs. Potts, whatever." Yeah, like she owns the damn city. She not even like she's barely CEO. She's been a CEO for a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't know how much time has passed. No, no. They say when she quits after the scene, she quits on the roof. She, mm. He's like, "Oh, you know, the the press will have a feeling we've only been CEO for a week." Oh, so it's been a week. <laughs> Yeah. And then after that, you see Tony talking to Sam J about the uh, Avengers initiative. Yep. Yeah. And how and Iron Man is recommended, but Tony Stark is not. Yeah, because he's a narcissist and he's self-destructive and yada, 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 yada. But we all know he shows up because why the fuck not? Yeah. They were always going to put Iron Man in the Avengers initiative. That was Marvel's plan to begin with. They take, yeah. they couldn't use any of the other characters they already had to try and create the Avengers initiative. They needed to start with Iron Man because Iron Man was a property nobody cared about. They didn't need to start with Iron Man. Like they could have started with Thor. They honestly, they should. Go well, not should. They could have started with Captain America, who's like old school Avengers, leader yeah. of the Avengers, frequently. That would have made sense, but they wanted the Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, they did just have to start with all of their B characters. Yeah. Which is I crazy think that's all they could have fought because because we've talked about it before. But Marvel sold off so yeah. many characters back in the eighties and nineties. It's not all that they could afford; it's all that they legally could use. Well, that's what I'm saying. It was like yeah. they couldn't pay for the rights for the other characters. Yeah. They needed a character they still owned. Well, which is Iron Man. Other movies were, or the other theaters were still trying to use those properties at that time too. So they wouldn't have sold if they offered them all the money in the world. Right? Oh, the Fantastic Four—that's worth so much money to us, Fox Studios. (laughs) We've got Fan Four stick down the tube. (laughs) You guys are gonna see, you'll see. Who at some point Fantastic Four actually does become part of the Avengers in the comic book lore. Yeah. So we may see them join up at some point. Oh, they're going to. Yeah, at some. At the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, there's an Easter egg where there's a one 
with a circle around it. Like, you know the Fantastic Four logo. Yeah, yeah. the fourth circle around it. There's a one, two, three, and then a question mark. And then, at like, as he's swinging through a building, and then that's immediately cut off with a sign that says, wait till you see what we have next. <laughs> Marvel's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but it's just like a one, yeah. one, two, three with a circle around it, and yeah. then a question mark instead of a four. And then the sign says, wait till you see what we've got in store. And it's like, all right, that's... Mine rhymes with a Fantastic Four. <laughs> it rhymes with uh, Cramtastic More. <laughs> we can't tell you what it is, but the lead character's name rhymes <laughs> with lead bitchers. <laughs> There's a thing. That you will be excited about. <laughs> and a revisible Umean. I mean, you guys are going to be screaming great balls of fire. <laughs> uh, that's okay. They tried rebooting it in what, 2000? Fan 4 stick, yeah. Yeah, that, that, one, that one was, that one was whew, awful. Whew, that was a flame pile of whatever. I mean, a big problem is that Miles Teller is not a lead man. I don't know who that is. He's the lead man of Fantastic. <laughs> okay. Um, he's not a very likable anything? character. Ever. Anything? <laughs> likable or memorable in anything I can think of him. And even when he's supposed to be like a charming guy, I'm just like, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hmm. And then the after credits, you have the Mjolnir Agent in the Coulson desert. Yep. showing up in New Mexico in the desert, and he says. We found it. And it's Mjolnir. They knew where it was. Yeah. Nick Fury talked about it twice. Coulson went to go get it specifically. Yeah. He tells us we're going, we're, I'm going to New Mexico. In the desert. Got some kind of disturbance yep. for whatever. Um, Alright, so we have to rank this. That's our famous session of this MCU. Of the Ranking MCU. our we MCU. two of them. They're 1 through 25. We got to put them down. God damn, we have a lot of these, don't we? 2010's Iron Man. That's why I said we got to hammer through this. Do two a month. <laughs> Might have to start actually right. in February. Um, um, this is going to be... nineteen. On the plus side, at this point, they start getting better, too. Not that I dislike Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2 is good. But they they finally start hitting their stride, and they start getting better. I got Iron Man 2 is 19. Well, see, so that you influenced my decision. Um, oh, I, to tell you this? I don't know. I mean, we're not I, actually our lists are distinct so far. Because well, you got Iron Man as number six. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Because I don't know all these other ones off the my head, so I don't really know where to put them. Uh, we'll put them here. Why not? I can't spell. Jesus. Iron Man, the dose. Number at 17. 17? Yeah. You have the Incredible Hulk at 21. Yeah. The Incredible Hulk at 24. We're really not that far off. They're close, but they're distinct. Yeah. But that's also because I don't remember what else is in here. All kinds of movies. I'm saying. Yeah. I know where I'm going to put Age of Ultron at. That's going to be number 25 because I hate that stupid movie. I'll tell you, there are not four movies worse than The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I will find four that are worse than The Incredible Hulk. Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> silence. Silence. Absolute silence as I just Carl was Carl was giving me a weird look and nodding. I could see three. Two. Definitely two. Which two? Uh you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> One of them definitely. Ant Man. No. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, that, that's fine. a perfect middle of the road movie. It's not offensive. It's not remarkable. Paul Rudd's amazing at everything he does. Yeah, Paul Rudd's a good dude. Paul Rudd's not fair. Good actor. Anyways, let's wrap this thing up. That's that's that. Uh, again, send your Star Wars prequel questions to the Drunken Nerd Podcast at gmail.com. Get at us at Drunken Nerd Pod on Twitter, Drunken Nerd Podcast on Facebook about it i'm carl evans on twitter the carl evans on twitter there's another carl evans it's not him it's, he's yeah, oh. somebody already took that I, one is there yeah i don't know i'm gonna make shit up i don't know yeah. i mean it's not exactly like my name is x z b seven two kyle q kyle kyle yeah yeah if that was my name that would be my twitter handle <laughs> i'm saying it is a twitter handle that's all that is yeah. uh, next week we're getting into the Christmas season, so Christmas. we're going to start it off hard and fast with Elf. So next week... That John Favreau, amazing, John Favreau. amazing joint. So we're going to watch some Elf, because so gonna Christmas. Have this, we're going to have the same intro two weeks in a row, where we love our booze like we love our John Favreau. <laughs> we do love some John Favreau. The man to be fair, every week we love John Favreau, because we love the Mandalorian. He just keeps hammering good shit out. What's a bad John Favreau property? That's what we'll leave you on. We're going to find a bad John Favreau property. So he directed a lot of standalone TV episodes. Yeah. One being Young Sheldon. I would argue that's bad. Yeah, I would agree with that. Just that. I don't, have to, I don't think that's an argue. But that's not really on him if he directs one episode of a bad TV show. Yeah. However. That no one asked for. He directed the movie Cowboys and Aliens. That's bad. Was that? That's um. What was this? Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig, Olivia Wilde. Yeah, is weird. That's strange. And then he directed Zathura, a space adventure, which is technically that's Jumanji two. Jumanji two. That's the original Jumanji, not the Chris um, Dwayne the Rock Johnson remakes. This movie's crazy. It has Kristen Stewart, Dax Shepard, and Josh Hutcherson all in it. It's basically Jumanji set in space. Yeah, space Jumanji. It's literally the exact same movie. I mean, it was a book, just like Jumanji was a book. Yeah. So, the source material, you can't blame them for it, but it's still not good. Yeah, it's too manji. Too manji. <laughs> yeah. Too that, manji to quit. That's what many people say. Like, oh, what's the worst thing about Zathura? Is it? Oh, it's too manji. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Yep. Next week. That's the note we Christmas. Elf. Ching, ching, That's where we start. <laughs>